By now, you've all heard of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, the latest book published by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. It's more than just another wine book. The fully updated second edition was inspired by students of the Vinitali International Academy and painstakingly reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. The benchmark producer's feature is a particularly important aspect of this revised edition. The selection makes it easier for our readers to get their hands on a bottle of wine that truly represents a particular grape or region. To pick up a copy, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm Victoria Cece. Join me as we chat with young Italian wine people shaking up the wine scene. We're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam, then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. Hello, everyone. We are here today. Beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Today we have a special grape to talk about and a very groovy guest that is on. Um, We're going to talk a bit about Veneto's own Durella, and then we are going to interview also Veneto's own Marzia Maule of Tenuta Maule, a very accomplished, impressive, amazing young woman who is super cool, super, super cool, and she also grows Durella, which is a grape that we have all the information about from the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 book, which you If you have been following me on this Sunday Next Generation journey, you probably know that's where I get all my facts from, and some from my brain, because, you know, I've studied wine before. I mean, how else would I be on this podcast? Maybe I've never studied Italian wine before. I'll leave the mystery up to you. You can judge me all you want. Moving on. Durella. So I'm going to give you some quick facts about Durella before we have our special guest on. So, have you ever heard of Durella before? If not, do not worry. It is... Very under the radar still, Durella is used to produce sparkling wines in the Veneto. And no, that is not Prosecco. It produces the Durello wines from the Lessini Durello DOC. But more specifically on Durella as a grape. So Durella, first fact, its name comes from most likely duro or hard, meaning hard or angry, which I love because... First of all, maybe I'm feeling a little angry today. Maybe that's why I love it, perhaps. (laughs) But it actually refers more to the tough skin of the grape. So for those with thick skin out there, Durella is for you. Now, it grows in the Veneto, Tuscany, and Lombardy, but it does grow mainly in the Veneto between Verona and Vicenza, which is also where Marcia's winery is, Tenuta Maule. But you can also find Durella in the northwestern area of Tuscany near Massa Carrara, where it's called Durella Gentile, and like I said before, as well in Lombardy. And when it comes to the DOC, the Lessini Durello DOC, in that blend it has to be at least 85%. There are producers that use 100% Durella in their wines in that DOC. Again, the DOC being Lessini Durello. All those O's and A's. Don't we love Italian language, folks? I do. Finally, when it comes to the character of Durella, it creates high-acid wines. 
So that's why it's perfect for sparkling. And they're blessed with delicate aromas and flavors. We're talking white flowers, fresh fruits like green apple and lemon. And it can sport some mineral notes as well. That's a little bit about Durala, Pretty Durala. And now let's bring on our special guest today. Say hello to Marcia. Ciao, Marcia. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good this morning, yeah. Feeling good? How yeah. many coffees have you had? Uh, two only. Two? two? Oh, wow. And no wine so far. So. <laughs> it's like when you're missing the wine, you feel like a little off. But it's okay. We're close to lunch. <laughs> we're close to lunch. I've had a whole mocha pot and I think an espresso or two. So we're good. We're good. So where are you visiting us from today? So I come from Selva di Montebello which is in between Verona and uh, Vicenza. It's right at the border of the two provinces. And the area is Gambellara area for wine and also Lessini Durello area. It's really nice hidden treasure. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Did you grow up there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm local. You're Actually, local. My, my family is dated to be there like since uh, uh, the 14th century. There are traces of my family there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you ever like followed the lineage to see? It's it's a project um, I have in my bucket list, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the list of all the things she does already. Marta does so much. She's only 29. And so you are a sommelier. Yeah. A sommelier. I can't even dis- disregard my American accent. Um, an enologist. You run a winery. Yeah. She is a wife. She is married. She lives in the married life. Do you have a dog? Yeah, and two cats. Oh, my cats. God. And two cats. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a dog mom, a cat mom. Yeah. Anything else I'm missing? Um, <laughs> I, if you want, we can keep going. Maybe like, it's better to do titles. <laughs> you're, you're a science woman. That's what you're saying. <laughs> she is a proud wine engineer, science woman. Yeah, that comes with the analogies. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That is true. Um, I kind of like the science woman, the wine science woman title better. It's more empowering. Like, I feel like you should have a superhero. You should have a comic (laughs) book. You should. Yes. (laughs) I take note. I put it in my ideas book and maybe we'll depend on it. Here to save the fermentation. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So... How do you balance all these things? What's the life of Marcia? No, I, I don't know. I, if you <laughs> ask me for a typical day, uh, I cannot describe it. It changes every day. Like uh, one day I can be in the vineyard, and then another one I can be in the winery or taking care of some clients coming or going to a fair or I don't know. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so it can be it can be different. It can be, I, that that's nice. I really like that uh, side of my job to be you know having every day something different. And so yeah. So what was today's difference besides coming here to talk to me? Oh, actually, uh, we our winery is renovating, so I'm also taking care of uh, the decoration. <laughs> so yeah, we are building it, and uh, we are also. Uh, we just uh, set the day for the opening of uh, the, the new winery. And yeah, so there's also this side. It's quite fun, I have to say. So there are going to be also cool events uh, hosted there. And uh, yeah, besides making wine and uh, all the rest, but also the events. What kind of events? Oh, like you can have uh, from small weddings okay. to parties or, I don't know, company. Oh, like private events. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, right. also we can already <laughs> do some tasting with uh, local producers, and yeah, that could nice. be fun too. Sorry, I don't know. I heard events, and maybe because I've been fiending to go to a concert, I was thinking like there's going to be like these big music events. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you, you're kidding. But yesterday I had a call from uh, uh, a friend that told me he wants to uh, bring some cool artists uh, for the opening and make like a little concert. Yeah, it's <laughs> beautiful. That would be so fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so the name of the winery. If you didn't read the title, Tenuta Maule. Yeah. And you produce, which is the best thing for parties, sparkling wines. Oh, so yeah. other wines, of course. And I wanted to ask something because I feel like, of course, you produce Prosecco, but no one really talks about Duralla as much. Yeah, but I think it's the future. Like, mm. Prosecco, yeah, it, we produce it because, of course, we're still in the area and it's still a popular wine. But uh, we are putting our focus on uh, more local varieties, so Durello, which is a very, um, let's say, character variety. I don't mm-hmm. know how, like, very mm-hmm. strong variety, uh, like a lot of acidity, uh, thick uh, skin of the berries. And uh, the, the wine that uh, we can produce with it, it's just amazing. It has a, it's a very acid, um, uh, sparkling wine that it's, Perfect, and I, I prefer it to Prosecco, if I can say. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to be honest. I mean, everyone, um, everyone's, I mean, we don't need to hate on Prosecco here. That's not why I'm here. But I think Duralo uh, offers an opportunity to, like, experiment outside of that yeah. world, especially because it's from the same region. Um, and it's slowly but surely getting more, getting more thought and attention. Yeah. I haven't tried... Your Duralo, obviously, because oh. you didn't bring me a bottle. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I told you, you I make bad. it. I make it up when you come to visit. I know. I'm gonna go and just drink all the bottles on your terrace, and you're gonna be like, "Are you hello?" And be like, "I'm over here with the sunset, you oh know, and some music." You're gonna have to kick me out. <laughs> She's gonna, she lives here now. <laughs> um, so back to you as a wine science woman or enologist, to be formal. <laughs> so about the, I know that you have feelings about the natural wine movement. What is wine a natural product? And you being a young person in Italian wine, because as we know, we're in the midst of a big like movement amongst young Italians in the natural wine scene. What are your thoughts on that? I know that's a very controversial and a big question, but... Yeah, but let's, let's take uh, what also our... Attilio Scienza says that about wine, is, is, it, is it really a natural product? Because sometimes we think, yeah, we, we have this image of uh, the vineyard, such a beautiful, you know, scene. Uh, it's such a, you know, a product from the earth and then becomes a, such a nice uh, thing in your glass. But what is natural about it? I mean, as, uh, as Attilio Scienza was saying, from uh, how we uh, select the varieties and how we plant them, that's already not natural because naturally uh, vines would be growing uh, among other trees. There wouldn't be vineyards like we, we know them today. And also, if we press uh, a grape and then we let it you know, keep going by itself without a human intervention, that will become vinegar. So... Is it really wine a natural product or is more uh, artificial product without a bad, uh, you know, accent on that? 
So yeah, for me, it's a, a bit controversial argument now, and many people are maybe using it in a wrong way, I would say, even if it, it's a really nice concept. <laughs> I, I mean, everything's romantic, and then especially when it's Italian wine, it's like so easy to sprinkle that extra bit yeah. of ooh and ah over things. I think that word artificial is a hard one and a big one, right? It's like what makes something man-made versus mm -hmm. what's made by nature. And then what's the middle ground or, you know, as most people would say, minimal intervention yeah. or non-intervention, which is a scary, for me at least, I think that's a scary term. <laughs> But I mean, on that note then, in your winery, do you use for uh, spontaneous fermentation or do you use, uh, do you oh, inoculate? We, we inoculate, okay. yeah. Yeah, we, we try to uh, actually find the best uh, yeast that uh, would allow to get uh, the best out of uh, a my grape variety, for example. Or now, actually, uh, I'm going to experiment from this vintage. I'm going to experiment sequential inoculation. So basically, you're going to use different kind of yeast. So it's, uh, usually you use uh, Saccharomyces cerevisiae, let's say, and... I'm going to try to use also non-Saccharomyces cerevisiae before and after. So you actually use less sulfides. Uh, you can get more aromas from your grape. And uh, I think that's the best way to get out the most of your terroir and your grape variety. Because if you, for example, let's say you do a spontaneous fermentation, not controlling it or not having a lot of intervention, you might uh, risk to have... Uh, some flows in your wine and when you have a flow you cover all the the terroir mm -hmm. so what is left of the terroir when you uh, work in this way you know so it's a bit uh it's a big converse a big conversation yeah it is a bit, it's a big one and especially when you put all the blood sweat and tears into the vineyards mm -hmm. you know to really make these great babies shine and whatnot I know this is like a giant argument. I probably have to invite you back yeah. to talk about okay. this alone because <laughs> not that I don't want to continue on this, but it's just there's so much to dive into. And especially with your background and I mean, you're, you're speaking, you have so much experience at such a young age. It's so impressive. But on that note, how did this whole thing start with you in, in Tanuta Male and in, in winemaking? Did you, were you one of those five-year-olds that like knew they were going to, be a winemaker and your parents are like, well, uh, <laughs> actually, no, uh, not at all. I mean, uh, we always had vineyards in our family and uh, made wine for friends and family, basically. But uh, we were bringing our grapes to the social cooperative. And actually, I studied languages before studying winemaking. <laughs> so I had I have another another path of studies. But after my degree, after a couple of years, I started to understand that I wanted actually to work in the wine business. And my father had the he had always had the dream to have his own winery. We already had the vineyards, but he was doing another job. And then he had the possibility to actually invest and make a winery. Uh, and so I decided to go back to university and study wine engineering and uh, at the same time making together the winery. And that's how our project started. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery.
Now back to the show. And so, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a father-daughter pursuit. Yeah. Now, actually, my brother is in as well. My mom, you know how it is here. Yeah, in yeah you can't even know it. <laughs> All I the mean, family gets into that. <laughs> you can't avoid it. Even back home in the States, it's like, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, me, me. I'm like, ah. <laughs> it's like, no, that's, oh, so that's, that's wonderful. And so when did it start officially? Like, so uh, the project officially started in 2018, and in 2019, we started to make the new winery. Before we were doing, we were making wine in our, you know, the garage <laughs> of the family. And, but uh, last year was the first official year that we produced actually in the new part of the, of the renovated winery. And it, it was very cool <laughs> to say <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, you should keep with the garage winery, though. Because yeah, I keep loves, it on the side. Everyone loves a garage winery nowadays. <laughs> you make like a museum. Wine. Exactly. And they're like, you make wine in a trash can? That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, that's, so, and is your husband involved in the winery as well? No, or? he works in roller coaster business. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he works in the... In the roller coaster business? Yeah. Are you being serious? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what is, is he an engineer? Or? He's an engineer okay. as well. Yeah, but uh, he sells roller coasters basically. Yeah, here in it in uh, in Vicenza area, we have uh, one of the biggest uh, companies for roller coasters in the world. And uh, yeah, <laughs> the Veneto never ceases to surprise me with the random industries that are here. Like <laughs> the roller coaster industry. Is this like mostly sold to this? In, in Italy or no. is it international? No, no, really. Disney, uh, Dis Disney level, Disney Pony Island level. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I think I've told you I'm from New Jersey. I lived yeah. in New York a while. So, well, first of all, the Coney Island roller coasters are not something to talk about. Those things are dangerous. But we can talk about Disney. <laughs> so if they're going to use anything for marketing, it's not Coney Island. <laughs> because those things have killed people. Disney, not so much. <laughs> I'm sure there's different tiers of what they buy. Yeah. Probably. It, it's I don't different. know. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's, yeah, yeah that's, another, that's another topic. <laughs> but speaking of, okay, I so don't mean to go off this, but I... Again, as everyone knows from my podcast, I lurk everyone's Instagram a little too seriously. So, Marcia's married. It's very cute. And because it's the month of love, I just want to know, how did you meet your husband? <laughs> You're going to laugh right now. Oh, I'm already <laughs> laughing. Let me put my cheeks down. <laughs> well, we actually met on Tinder. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I love that you were so honest. Most people are like... We met at a bar, and no. I'm like, well, how did you get to the bar? <laughs> I'm so proud of my husband that I have no shame in telling that, oh. you know? He's actually Belgian, ah. but I, I didn't expand my Tinder until Belgium, the one at the time. <laughs> he was he was actually living here in, uh, in Veneto, in another cool company that was making racing cars. And, um, yeah, when he was here, uh, I actually... Before, I used to live a bit uh, everywhere. I lived in Spain, I lived in Rome, and I lived in uh, Conegliano, Adubiade. <laughs> Everyone's favorite word. <laughs> and uh, when uh, when I came back, you know, I uh, okay, so let's, let's go, let's use it. And let's try, let's give it a try. And then we actually met, and he decided after to stay here, because, of course, he loved so much pizza. And uh, <laughs> we uh, now we are happily married. For now, yeah. <laughs> oh, how long have you guys been together? Uh, five years. Yeah. Wow. 
And does Mr. Rollercoaster Race Car, does he have a name? Yeah, uh, Charles. What? Charles. It's like Charles, but in French ah, way. Charles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Charles. Charles. Yeah. <laughs> oh. In Italy, is uh, Carlo, Carletto, Carlo. usually for friends. Yeah. What does he go by? Does he prefer in Italy? Does he go by Carlo? Whatever. He is used to all of the names, you know? <laughs> but what's the name he tries first? Does he say Charles or does he... Uh, it depends. <laughs> it depends from the nationality of the his uh, interlocutor. Yeah, the, the person he's speaking to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he, he decides then how to introduce himself. <laughs> oh, that's, lo- that's so lovely. So, For the local pizzeria is Carlo, though. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Pizzeria. <laughs> I mean, the do you have a good pizzeria in the Veneto that you like? Oh, yeah. It's oh, really? right by my house. So Can I, I have the that. secrets? Because I'm going to write this down. <laughs> it's, uh, from the, it's a family from Naples, so they're really mm-hmm. good at it. Yeah. You want the name? I actually want the name. Yeah. And I want to tell it's, everyone It's called Blue Star. Blue Star? Wait, yeah. okay. So it's English. Blue Star. Yeah. When you come to visit my one, we have to, we go have a pizza there. So yeah. oh. let's combine the things. <laughs> I am sold. I was already sold to come to your one, <laughs> but now I'm really sold. And what's your favorite pizza there? So uh, lately, I've become uh, simpler and simpler because I actually prefer marinara right now. I used to uh, like a very, you know, elaborate pizza. But the more I kept going, the more I understood that if the pizzeria is really good, the best pizza is the marinara. It's so simple and you can actually really enjoy the ingredients and, you know, so, yeah. Well, that's an, that's the right answer because I was about to say... If she, well, I wouldn't expect you to name a pizza with a million ingredients because you're not my kind. You're not American. <laughs> um, no, the best. It's always, I always like say, if you go to a pizzeria, you have to have a marinara or um, a margarita because that's like the base, like the test yeah. pizza. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. If they can't make a good marinara or a margarita, it's like, nope, you're done. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the same. I, I, I think the same. If you want to test a pizzeria, go for that and then you will know immediately. See, this is what I wanted to hear. Like, this is the juicy <laughs> details because, I mean, I think most people know by now with all the, you know, reels and whatnot that pizza in Italy, you know, it's not everywhere. It's it's comes from specific places and blah, blah, blah. But people migrate throughout Italy and, you know, you can find good pizza in, you know, the Veneto. Even yeah. Pizza's not from here. But I've actually been on a pizza quest recently. So yeah. I'm and- very happy about this one. Okay. Well... <laughs> You have to, to travel. Like, I mean, you have to take the train to come there, but uh, I think it's it's worth it. I, I will come and I get to see you again. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's totally worth it. But I guess we'll stray away from pizza because this is the Italian wine podcast, everyone. But speaking of, what is... <laughs> I don't need to jump to this, but it just came up in my mind. What is the craziest thing that's ever happened in your winery? Some, so, something fun. If I have to think about it, I, I can think about... Uh, almost, uh, you know, not happen disasters that can happen in the winery. <laughs> like if you're, for example, moving the wine from one tank to the other and you accidentally forgot to not open the top of a tank and oh. you start to uh, <gasps> suck it and the, the tank <laughs> crashes into itself. <laughs> That's a, but uh, I have to say I, I'm lucky because uh, this is about to happen. And But uh, many times, but... Luckily for me, it's it's an avoided disaster. <laughs> but we just started. So I would say, like, there are many crazy things that are still about to happen. And, uh, yeah, 
if I have to think about it now, I don't I don't have so much material to talk about, but soon for sure. <laughs> She's like, I see the disasters ahead. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'll keep note. I feel like the whole, um, as I was joking earlier about you having a comic, like I could just picture you like <laughs> with your magical powers, like just making the tank fix itself again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like things like, I don't know, you, you bottle a wine and then magically it's it pops and you don't know why and then you're trying to figure out why it happened or not and that's like normal thing that happen every day in the mind. <laughs> it's <laughs> trying dangerous. to find the problem you know and i think it's important though because it's actually wineries are very dangerous yeah and people um not to deter anyone from going into wine industry it's great i mean into winemaking i mean but it, it's I mean, I my first harvest, I saw someone almost lose their hand from a, like um, yeah from the the December, mm-hmm. and he had to fix the motor. And he went, and what happened was, oh my gosh, I'm giving you so much anxiety. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I know how it's machine, and I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and he like it got stuck on something. He was trying to take it off, and then it literally hung. And like, it it was two seconds, and like it would have. And I was in that moment. I was like, I love wine. I'm gonna stay in wine. But I need my hands, and I need to remember that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's very dangerous, especially during harvest period. And also, when you start the fermentation in a winery, it's like you arrive in the morning, and all your tanks are fermenting, and all your production area is filled with CO two. So, if you don't arrive and immediately open everything, you can really easily faint or uh, have a really big problems. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dangerous, but. Apart from harvest, the rest is not so, so dangerous. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, harvest is like a whole other world. I love it. I love harvest. Like, I mean, I'm not a winemaker, but harvest gives you like another, you feel like a superhuman. Yeah. I, I love it and hate it, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you have no timing, you know, you don't, you know, when you start, you don't know when you finish and uh, there's a, you know, it's a completely uh, low uh, there's no law you know uh, no rules uh, in, uh, in those days <laughs> oh not at all but at the end everyone loves the harvest party the wrap yeah that, that's definitely a, a huge thing <laughs> it's the best part and but you never know what it's coming though because mother yeah, nature d- depends exactly there's many people asking me now yeah when are you going to start the harvest this year and like i don't know last year we started on the 17th of august and the year before it was the third of September, so you, you never know when when it's going to happen. Depends on how's the grapes, and you have to go test it. I go in the vineyard, I select some samples that come. I go in my laboratory, you know, with my little vest, and <laughs> starting to check. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then in the heat of this last summer, oh, it was that was horrible. Yeah. I remember I was in swimsuit at the end of the day, <laughs> washing the boxes uh, of the of the harvest. You oh know? my! God. That was impossible. I, at least I was standing a bit, you know. <laughs> I know. No, it's it's. It was. I think my friend has a crazy story where she was in Rome mm-hmm. and she needs AC all the time. Like she's she's she lives in Florida, so like in, in America, like there's like insane AC in the summer. Anyway, she was outside of the Rina Shanta, mm-hmm. and someone asked her a question, and her flip flop melted into the pavement. Oh, yeah, she was like, it was stuck. She was like, that's what I knew. I needed to leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rome can be a, a living hell during summer. It, it's incredible. I know. I was there this past summer. It was um, 
Yeah. In sense. And even, but I, and then I was in vineyards too, um, in Orvieto, but I give, I, I, you and all the winemakers so much, so much props this past harvest. It was insane. And then in like Chianti Classico, that hail. Yeah. <laughs> no one caught a break. Makes, and, and now we are, you know, praying for rain and snow in the mountains because last year we had this huge problem of, uh, uh, there was a big lack of snow on the mountains, so there was no water for us in the vineyards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a, that's a big problem. You can have good years as well, good vintage, because, you know, the, the, all the aromas and the, are more concentrated in the berries, so that could be a good thing. But on the other way, there's less production, so it's not so, so good for us either. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can imagine. Um, it's just all we, like... With any part of agriculture, just wait and see with Mother Nature. Hopefully she's kind to us. Yeah. I think she will. It's supposed to be raining tomorrow, so let's cross fingers. Fingers crossed. Everyone, fingers crossed. (laughs) Well, we're winding down now to the end of the podcast. And I want to finish up with a very, very super important question. Think about this. What is your favorite song, album, or artist to play in your winery (laughs) when you're working? You can name more than... I'll, I'll give you three, maybe. <laughs> so, I'm a podcast fan. Oh. So, I usually listen to podcasts. But I have to say, sometimes there's way too much noise to listen to anything, when, especially while working. Uh, but if you ask me music, definitely rock. Some rock is <laughs> always good. Some very hard one. And it's, that's definitely something something is it like death metal that it can cover all the noise Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's like when you have the machines you know the pumps and everything it's really hard and also if you have some problem you have to be very alert you know yeah but on the other like podcast i'm happy i go out peaceful podcast so hopefully you'll be listening to this podcast yeah and giving me all your notes. <laughs> well, it was so lovely to have you, Marcia. Oh, thank you for having me. You're welcome anytime. And I will be showing up on your door soon. Yes, yes, definitely. As soon as spring starts, so it's a very lovely season. And I just want to tumble around in the vines and have a glass. Just have some influencer pictures. I love oh. it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want no pictures. I'm, it's going to be totally debaucherous. Like, I'm going to pizza and what? I want no documentation. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And everyone say ciao, Marcia. Ciao, everyone. As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast. Available anywhere you can get your pods.